It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. We'll punch you in the nose for 60 minutes with a relentless competitive attitude. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. John Schmelk and Howard Cross with you. The phone number is 201-939-4513. Hashtag Giants chat on Twitter if you want to get in touch with that way. You certainly can. I'll try to get to your calls early and often today as we talk Giants football. They're getting ready for that game against the Los Angeles Rams. Mr. Cross, how are you today, sir? I'm doing pretty good. And yourself? I'm doing great, Howard. Neither one of us have been on since that Rams game. I don't want to go through that game like play-by-play here. and re- I'm sorry, the game against Dallas and yep. rehash it play-by-play. Uh, we had Jeff, Paul, and Lance do that the last couple of days. I think we're past it. But any big-picture stuff? <laughs> come on, Howard, you're laughing. <laughs> come on, you don't want to go through that game again. There was a whole lot of positive to come out oh, of that one. So <laughs> what are some of the big-picture things that you either took out of the game or you're thinking about? heading into this game against the Rams on Sunday? I think, you know, number one, I thought that it was pretty cool that even though it was another iteration of the offensive line, they didn't give up a sack. Yep. I think that's constantly more and more positive uh, week in, week out. Uh, now if we can get the the run game a little more, you know, positive uh, with that, you know, with the pass blocking, I think that that's going to be a big, huge, huge, uh, and I do mean huge thing. As far as um, – the the defense goes, they still got to figure out a way how to rally to the ball and make tackles. You know, and and, and I'm I'm screaming for them to rally to the ball. Uh, everybody needs to be in the camera shot. There should be a bunch of people around the ball every time. That's the only way to play defense. It's the only way to be able to get there. Um, I'm I'm still waiting for you know our corners to to step up a little bit more to get closer to. Not maybe where they were last year, because I know every year your body's different. But it'd be nice for them to be close to where they were last year, or in the same, or in the same neighborhood on the same block. That could help. That help the defense out a lot as well. And believe it or not, and I know this doesn't really show up the way you want it to. I think that we've been putting pressure on quarterbacks. Uh, a lot of guys are getting hit. There are some sacks. Yeah, they are getting some sacks. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be a little bit more consistent, play in, play out. Mm-hmm. So. You talk about the defense. Let, let's stay there. And I think you might have already answered this on your first answer, but I just want to confirm what I'm thinking. <laughs> You're thinking, what do you think, Howard, is the key to get this defense? I'm going to throw last year at As you said, every year, units yeah. change, guys change, quality of play changes, all that stuff, and right? I think, and I think late in the year also you have to remember that they were playing a lot of the NFC East teams. Right. Right. And think about it, too. Late last year, right, when they played the three good teams at the end of the year, Arizona, Cleveland, and Baltimore – Defense wasn't great against those teams either, yeah, right? wasn't great, but the teams that they had to beat and, and tried to beat, the defense looked awesome. Right. So you get a higher ranking. So you don't – you know, I've I, that's how I looked at it the entire time. For example, they're playing Cincinnati without Joe Burrow. Yeah. They're playing Dallas with Andy Dalton yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, things like that. That, that helps you out. And then you're playing the Eagles with God knows who. Uh, by the way, <laughs> who pulled their – they pulled their quarterback. To, it's just, you know <laughs> – Yeah, I, I, it, I got It's you. just crazy. Just whatever. So it, 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 you have to realize that. So but go ahead with your question. So what do you think needs to change just for this defense to start playing better? What's your – is it – Figuring out a way to stop the run better because Dallas went for 200. The Saints went for a bunch of yards. Is it, mm-hmm. to your point before, the corners playing a little bit tighter coverage? What's the first thing that needs to happen, the big picture thing that needs to get better if this defense just, frankly, needs to, to get off the field and stop giving up points? Well, the first thing you have to do is start tackling. Um, and I don't know how to teach that. I don't know how to bring that. Yeah, that's I, a good one. I don't know how to create that in someone. Uh, and I don't know why it's so poor. You know, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't know. You, you see defensive tackles hitting guys in the backfield, but they don't bring their feet. So it's more of a arm grabbing that. What do you down. mean by bring your feet? Bring your feet is a term is a term that I teach kids and stuff. Uh, whether you're playing basketball, whether you're playing football, in any sport, you put your body as close to the other person as possible. Especially when you're playing defense, it causes them to have a, a problem. Can't dribble. If the guys like if your feet are under the ball almost, they're like, well, play with your hands. Like, no, no, play with your feet. Yeah. Move your feet. Always move your feet. We used to make a joke, athletes don't fall. They move their feet. So when I say move your feet or, or bring your feet, it's like you get one step closer, 
maybe two steps closer when you're trying to make that tackle, and that way you're putting your body on the guy instead of putting your hand on the guy. You know, you go from putting your hand on the guy to putting your arm on the guy, another step. You go from putting your hand on your arm on the guy to putting your shoulders on the guy. That's the third step. If you move your, if you bring your feet, you bring your body closer to the guy, and you can break down into plays and, and you can make plays. That's what we call moving. That's what we call bring your feet. Bring your feet to bring your body. All right. So tackling is number one. That obviously would help the run defense because mm-hmm. that's been poor. Uh, not having Blake Martinez there is obviously part of it. He's a pretty short tackler, but not being Blake's there. not coming back. No, he's not coming back. Soon. Nope. You, so you got to figure out how to do without him. You no. can't just say that for ten weeks and say, "Well, if Blake was here, everything would be fine." That doesn't help you win football games. You're well, there, right. there will be people coming in and walking through this 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 place a lot if they don't start tackling better because they need people that can tackle. Number two, as far as coverage goes, I have no idea. I never played cornerback, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, and I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. I have no idea. I've never played cornerback. I don't know if it's a different technique they're using. I don't know if there's a different theory behind what they're doing. If you're man to man, give the guy one way and make sure that you play him that way. You can't give guys two ways. If it's a crossing pattern, like you better have, you better be in a position where you can undercut the play, or you're over the top of the play. You can't. Tra- Don't be trailing. You can't just trail. Right. And then if you're trailing, you got to be able to make up the speed. Right. It, mm-hmm. it, it's like, and I think that I'm, I'm not sure if they're looking back at the ball when the ball's being thrown, because if you're looking back at the ball, that's when the guy starts to leave you a little bit. But if you're looking at the guy, you should be able to run him down and close on him. But that's that's what they pay you for. So, I, again, I don't play DB. Never play DB. Don't know how they are taught to cover. So I, I, I'd be remiss at trying to give them advice. But that's, you know, from coaching kids, that's how we teach it. All right, let's go to the offensive side of the bill, Howard. Give mm-hmm. me the player perspective here. Obviously, the Giants hope to have Daniel Jones back on the field this week. Mm-hmm. He was out there today at practice. Didn't do anything, was on the side, but the fact he was outside, yeah. that's a good step in the right I'm direction. Say, you can say that out loud? Okay. <laughs> I was joking. I'm just joking. Joe Judge just said it. We okay. saw him outside during media. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I yeah. can say that. Yeah, yeah. So he was out there. He ran around with the trainers a little bit. Mm-hmm. He had his, you know, soft toss him before practice, but didn't participate in practice itself. Mm-hmm. He has to pass all the concussion protocols, all that stuff. We'll see. Mm-hmm. What is it like as an offense preparing when you don't know? who your starting quarterback's going to be, and your starting quarterback, who's normally your starter, can't mm-hmm. practice. You're with the backup, but there's a chance the starter could play, even if he doesn't practice during the week. Just put us in the player's shoes for how that kind of works over the course of a week. I think that's a, uh, politely, I don't think that's a good question. I think the question is, is can the game is the game plan going to change? And that's the most important thing. If, if it's one of those things where... Well, Joe Judge said today mm-hmm. he has enough faith in Mike Glennon where the game plan's not going to be different. Okay, so if the, if the game plan isn't going to change and you're attacking the team the exact same way, there is no difference in preparation. Well, that's why I asked the question. Yeah, but, but you can hear a different voice, but there's no difference in preparation. Um, as far, and again, two different style quarterbacks almost. You know, I don't think Glennon's going to be running... Running the ball anytime soon. No, he will not. (laughs) So the offensive line knows now that okay, well, we got to you know hang in there a little bit longer. Uh, When when you know after the third second, he's still going to be in the pocket. Like it's not going to be like he's scrambling around. So you 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 do that more. But outside of that, there's nothing you can really change in your preparation. Because if coach said we're going to stick with the same game plan, then we're going to stick with the same game plan. We don't have a feel right now, really, for, for Darius Slayton or Jabot Peppers. They both missed last week with hamstrings. Mm-hmm. They did a little bit today, but we'll know more tomorrow when it's a full practice. Sterling Shepard was out there. He spoke to the media. He kind of thought that maybe he could have went last week, but it was late in the week, and they didn't want to rush it. So mm-hmm. it sounds like Sterling is going to be back up this week. Mm-hmm. There doesn't seem to be an indication that Kadarius Tony is going to miss any time mm-hmm. with the leg injury stuff at the end of the game. Yeah, he's young. Mm-hmm. And he's a tough kid. He's going to play yeah. through stuff. He yeah. head-buttoned Jarrell Peppers on the sideline toward the telecast, yeah. Yeah. pretty much. Absolutely. Um, no sign of Barkley or Galladay. Not sure those guys are going to be ready this week, which is unfortunate. Well, ankle sprains are ankle sprains. Yeah. Like, it could be two weeks if it's something like lower ankle sprain. It could be seven weeks if it's an upper. So yeah, and we don't have any so. sort of word on what Galladay's knee injury is. But yeah. no sign of them today. Mm-mm. Don't feel great about those two. Mm-mm. And we'll see about Daniel Jones. So how does this offense adjust? 
if Galladay is not going to be out there, if Barkley is not going to be out there, Howard? Well, first off, if Galladay is not going to be out there, I'd be more concerned if Tony wasn't out there. Okay. Tony has become the the go to guy, and teams are starting to look for you know number eighty nine out there. So that's going to be interesting. As far as Galladay goes, you know, I'm wishing him his health. He can be a big play guy. He's a you know a 50-50 ball catcher. Like he goes and competes for the ball, but somebody else is going to have to step up. So that they're going to know you know a little bit more of where they're going. But you got Ross now. And that's the, the blazer down the field that yeah. people are going to have to keep their eye on when he gets in the game. And there's that makes a difference. Tell you what, between Ross, Tony, and Shepard, that's some speed you have out there yeah. wide receiver. Yeah, that's go, it's going to make the game a lot different for guys that when they're trying to cover. As far as the running game goes, you know, Booker was brought in here for a specific reason. You know, and Barkley, God bless him, one of the nicest guys on the planet. I love Saquon. One of the nicest guys on the planet. To get that, that freak ankle injury by stepping on someone's foot is just, just part of the game. So they're going to have to expect, you know, they're gonna not the the linemen are gonna have to kind of feel they're going to feel Booker hit them in the back a lot because he follows his blocks. He's not gonna be jump cutting. He's not gonna be making any crazy moves. He's gonna lay into those blocks. So you know you're gonna have some bruises in your back and on your hips because he's gonna run right right where he's supposed to, and he's gonna go forward. If he gets in the open, that'll be great. But until he gets in the open. He's coming right. He's going to get those hard yards. Yeah, and the Rams are one of those defenses, Howard, that's going to dare you to run the ball a little bit. Yeah. They play those two safeties deep. I think in terms of putting eight men in the box, they're the second fewest times of mm-hmm. any NFL team all mm-hmm. year. Yep. So that's going to be a way to attack them this, this week. If you can keep that game close within a score and pretty mm-hmm. tight, and you can commit to the running game, Booker gets his pads in front of him. He's a bigger dude. Mm-hmm. He could be a really big part of the game plan this week. Is Aaron Donald not playing? Well, Aaron Donald's excellent, but he's okay. only one guy. But that's okay. Okay. <laughs> I was, just no, that, that was actually a great segue, <laughs> because I was going to go there next. Yeah. Aaron Donald this year, I actually looked it up this morning. Mm-hmm. He's lined up all over the place. He's actually been lining up more outside than inside this mm-hmm. year. So when you're dealing with a guy like that, where you don't know where he's going to line up, he's really good inside, he's good outside, mm-hmm. as an offense, how do you game plan for someone like that, who quite frankly is the best defensive player in the league. Well, there was a guy at the Hall of Famer played at Minnesota. John Randall? Yep. yep. That, that pretty were, good, too. They did him the same kind of way. They moved him inside and moved him outside. Did they also move Reggie Wright around a lot Reggie or not White, really? Reggie White played wherever he wanted That's to. That's what Reggie I thought. Said. Right, yeah, yeah. He, he was dangerous on both sides, inside and outside. And, and I can remember specifically with, with Randall, it was easier to block him on the outside for me. Because he was, a sh- he was, he's a short guy. He'd have long arms, no, right? He didn't no. have long arms. All that speed and quickness was is eliminated a little bit. You take him out there, like, oh, that's great. You buy me now. How you doing, little guy? He goes, that's not funny. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you'd have fun with it. Reggie White's a whole different story. Reggie White's six foot five. He's three hundred plus right. pounds. Right, right, right. He's fast. He's strong. And to your point, Randall's <laughs> more in that John. Yeah. Donald's more in the Randall yeah, zone so, than the, than yeah, the White so, zone. So. And they play basically the same style of of, of rush. Yeah, speed and quickness. Yeah, yep. yeah. So like, if you get them outside, you you got a little bit of an advantage because you're longer. You're, you, you you when you jump off the ball, his advantage comes because you're right in front of the guy and you're really close to him. And when you're trying to get back and get your step, he's one step out. Yeah, just gone. But when you're playing at end, he has to he has to kind of run the hump to get by you, and that that just it just changes the way it's blocked. So it's you know, guys should know that and power rushing an end is a lot harder to do than power rushing a guard. Yeah, sure. Because you know the guard's right there in front of you. So well, you, and they have shorter arms, yeah. so you can't get inside of them. Well, no, it's just too, a, right? it, all it is is a quick head, but mm. you make contact quick because he's not he's he's right there. Whereas the end, you got to run a little bit to get to him. <laughs> so you know the tackles, you got to run a little bit to get to him. So that's going to be interesting to see. If he is outside and how that works. And then how do you shift your blocking? Do you actually like assign double teams to him? Do you just shift your line? See, everyone's going to slide left. Like, what do you do to make sure that you don't get him isolated one-on-one in a bad matchup or get him on a running back or or something like that? Well, you know, I I think that most of the time when he's inside, he'll have two guys blocking him. Center and the guard, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Usually just because of the way the technique he plays. But the outside, you know, you just chip him on the way out. If if you can find him in front of the tackle, the tackle's like six eight, and he's like six. So it's, it's, it's got, can you get close enough to him to bump him a little bit on the way to keep him in front of the tackle? That's 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 how you do it. All right, final question before I get to the calls here, Howard. Your thoughts on what you've seen out of the Rams' offense with Stafford instead of Goff so far this year? I think all but one game they've been perfect. 
And that's the truth. I, I think that Stafford has been a big game guy his entire career, playing with the uh, um, what do you call the Lions, and and everybody kind of was like down on him, like oh he should have. For as many big games as he had with the Lions, yeah, but, yes. but no, but, he's, <laughs> but but think about this: like he brought the team back, he had more comeback wins, he he played from behind, no, I constantly, like Stafford. I'm with you. and he and you know, and the thing about him that people uh, probably shouldn't overlook: the guy's tough. Right, so like if you can beat him up the entire game, and he will stick in there and, and keep slinging it. So it's it's a it's it's a good team that that they're facing that we're facing. I think that as far as the NFC go goes, I think they are like the front runners in the NFC. Even though I know that I know I know that the Cardinals hadn't lost. I happen to agree with you. Yeah, I'm I, with you on I that. I think the Rams are kind of the front runners. You know, you you know we hadn't even talked about Jalen Ramsey in the secondary. Go right ahead. He he eliminates half the field. Like he like you have to like. Account for okay, where is he on the field? It's kind of like I was telling, saying during the radio show. You have to account. You have to account for digs. Like don't throw it at him. And he's been playing inside a lot too, right? Yeah. So he'll be all over the place. Yeah, you mm-hmm. got to find him. You have to know where he is. You have to know. Okay, well that's okay. Well you're eliminated. Okay. And so by the way, he's not one of these cornerbacks that won't tackle either. Yeah. He's a bigger dude. He will tackle. Absolutely. Like it'll be interesting to see if they match him up with Tony at all with Tony's mm. quickness, right? So. In in the past, the guys that have beaten him are guys with you know in, in that, that quickness, that that suddenness when they're when they're right on top of you that you change direction all of a sudden he can't be that big imposing cornerback all of a sudden he's like in trail trying to catch back up to you which he can catch up but you can do some things to him if you have the right kind of guy in front of him. The Delta variant is spreading quickly in all areas of New York State. People who are not fully vaccinated are at greater risk from COVID nineteen. Protect yourself and get vaccinated. Visit ny.ny.gov slash get vaccinated or talk to your health care provider. All right. Jared in San Diego, I believe, was on first on line one. He'll join us on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Jared, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? We're going great, Jared. What's going on? I just want to talk about the Raiders fallout, kind of how that might be relevant to the Giants. I know it's kind of a big picture going down kind of – a path, the future, what could happen. But have you guys been following what the NFLPA has been responding to related to the Washington football team? Yeah, I mean, we've watched it. I don't see how it's related to the Giants at all, though. Well, if wasn't John Mara asked at the beginning of the year related to a 30-year, I think he's a veteran of communications or media for the Giants with a workplace issue? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, my, my point is is that I think that the Giants might get sued by, by a former staffer, and the league would probably have to look into those emails, right? Okay, go ahead and listen. What does this have to do with John Gruden? Well, kind of it's like the precedent has been set. So if the league finds emails that are in violation – doesn't that mean that the team can get in trouble? All right. So, it, it, in in your magical, because you're in San Diego, you're close to Disney. So, what what's going on is is that you're you're tying things together and trying to put a lot of things in the same basket. Basically, what was going on is the Washington football team had a historic uh, history with uh, women and misogyny and and everything to the point that uh, it's it's been reported over and over and over for years. Right, and what happens? And in they that, fired staffers, like they, the whole nine yards. They, they've done everything, mm-hmm. and, and then what happens in that? And with you know continuing lawsuits and the league looking into it, the league looked into it and found emails between uh, at that time an ESPN personality or, or at our coach that was good friends with another uh, ownership or GM, team president, team president, yeah, person, yep. whatever, uh, and then they shared some of those emails, and John Gruden gets fired. That has nothing to do with the rest of the league. Yeah, right now the but, Giants. But, but, no, but, but Jared, Jared, the Giants, a, from, Jared, from a workplace violation. No, but Jared, the, the Giants are the Giants. An investigation. Yeah, but Jared, the Giants are not under league investigation. Jared, the Giants are not under a league time, investigation. But there's a pending lawsuit related to a workplace violation. So you so you have to check into. Yeah, but Jared, so you're asking us to take three leaps down the the, the yellow brick road here. I don't understand the point you're trying to make. And, oh, hasn't and, he been and, in media for 30 years with the club? The gentleman that you guys see, have seen? Who? So, like, 
the gentleman who is filing the civil lawsuit against the New York Giants for no, workplace he, violation. No, he was he was he's in he was in the video department. The football video years. department. Yes, Jared. Uh, Jared, I'm not getting into that investigation. So you can either pick a different topic or we can say goodbye. 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 Thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. <laughs> guys, that that guys, it, it's a pending lawsuit. I can't make comments about that. Sorry. Can't. Legal. Cannot. 201-939-4513. I don't understand what the heck that was all about. 201-939-4513. Let's go to Rick in Tampa Bay. He's up next. Rick, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Yeah, I, I want to keep it to, 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 to more pertinent for the Giants. Now, Thank you, Rick. I've been waiting. How you guys doing? We're today? great. How Thank you. I'm, I'm stressed right. out right now. I'm just like, I'm like, yeah. What the hell was well, that? Let's, 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 I, I'm going to change it. I, I'm quite upset with a lot of things with the Giant, but this is we're going to talk tangible things here. Now, first of all, I've been waiting a couple weeks to come back on. I was been quite upset over the last couple weeks the way the Giants have played, and now uh, I, I just have a couple points to make regarding offense and defense. First of all, no, oh, all right, beep. First of all. The uh, Darius Tony, uh, being from Tampa, and I remember when we were calling all summer about getting pits and this and that. And I've seen Tony play, and I'm ex- I was excited when we got him, and now we get to see how much excitement he can bring to the team. Now, dealing with COVID here here months ago, I know what it's like to come out of COVID, and I know he had that as well. But I do have to say that the way they did not use him the week prior to last week. Um, and didn't use him in the offense was a, is a shame that Garrett couldn't get him involved, knowing what we had with this potent ability. To no, all but of a Rick, see him show up. the guy practiced what? three times before the season no, started. Yeah, right. How do you know he was ready to contribute that much well, in the first two weeks of the year? Well, because of what he performed in, in college and everything. But anyway, but I think they could have used him a little better. And going forward, I think we got ourselves a gem, and I've been saying that uh, for, uh, when we signed him. So that's that's a good point. Now. I have, regarding the offense, I have confidence. If Daniel Jones plays, Daniel Jones plays. But with Glennon, and I've seen him down here in Tampa, and I'm not a big fan of him, but he could throw the ball deep. And Booker, I tell you, showed a lot of guts, and I think he can run. And I think we'll be okay with that. Whether Jason Garrett can can put the scheme in, if it's got to be a little different with his deep ball uh, throwing ability, We'll be. We'll have to see uh, if we could take advantage of that. Now that we have Tony playing the way he is and get back, you know, Shepard and stuff. Hopefully, the offense uh, coaches can put the team together and a plan, whether it's Glennon or well Daniel Jones, to take advantage of that. So I'm I'm excited about that. I'm hoping that Jason Garrett can come through with that. Now, let me just please flip over to the offense defensive side because. Uh, I, I'm just, just so furious with the defense, you know, and, and uh, you, the opening of your show every week, you have that um, uh, coach judge has his little rant at the end. And I would take that off for now because first, basically everything he's saying, we're not doing this hard nose play for 60 minutes. junk. It, it, we're not seeing that with the team. So I think that part is a, is a falsehood right there. But the thing is after, oh, well, well, Rick, uh, Rick, 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 I can black. tell you they're playing hard. It doesn't mean they're playing well. It just means well, they're playing sure, hard. Okay. They're, not, they're not playing hard, but you see our quarterback go down like he did, and then Booker, and then we get it in the end zone. Do you think the defense take it on themselves to man up and say, all right, let's stop them now. Let's make these plays. Let's do something. And what do they do? The same thing they've done every game for the last two, three years. They let a team go down in the last minute of the half, and the last minute of the game, and score a touchdown. And I, I called in the beginning of the season, I said to Paul, if you remember this, I said, Paul, what are they practicing uh, for interceptions? Remember? And I asked about that, and he said, well, they're doing this drill with the interceptions, dropping the ball and stuff like that. Our team players are not making the interception, and it's so frustrating, and it's like it, 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 it's maddening that they're dropping the ball all the time. And they're not coming through when we have to. I mean, what can we? What can be done? I mean, or you, you guys have to be. I know you are it's deeply upset as well as that the way the the players are performing on defense. 
despite being, I mean, uh, you know, as a defensive coaching, we could say those catches are made. We're looking at the defense in a lot different, uh, different light. Wouldn't you say that? The coordinator a little bit differently. If those interceptions are made, those drop passes, the, uh, the tackling is abysmal. Where, I mean, this is week five, and we're, we're really, I mean, you know what? I tell you right now, Kadarius Tony punching that guy was a stupid thing to do. And he's a rookie. We'll let him slide on that. If he does it again, it's a different What's his name? Well, our linebacker trying to push Zeke Elliott out instead of tackling him, he should be fined. That is a that is a gross, terrible thing to do. What do you think of that? I'm going to let you take that, Howard. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, holy he smokes. Should fine, Howard, he should be fine. That is embarrassment. And, and, the team's and, in- and by the way, tackling. just I don't think I said this off the top of the show. I got I was doing a radio hit right before the show, and I think I said it on that, but not on the show. Joe Judge did any discipline for Kadarius Tony for that punch, by the way, was gonna be kept in house. So if there is some right. type of docking of playing time, we're not gonna know that until Sunday. So that's something right. fans will have to kind of just hold their breath about. In terms of the defense, Howard, right. you already kind of talked about the tackling and stuff like that. Anything to add to what Rick said? Yeah, I, I understand Rick's frustration. I think the defense Thank themselves you. have the same frustration. But I don't know. Like, you, you, you build your team. You expect these guys to play. And then when guys start to, you know, get injured and, and go away, you're, you're stuck with the guys that are next in line unless you go out and find yeah. other guys. And it's just, you know, it's not just our team. It's every team. Everybody has to deal with, you know, shortcomings of, of, of their backups, their twos and threes. When you have twos and threes playing, they're not the ones. And, by the way, I'll say this, too. You talk about cornerbacks dropping interceptions. That happens all over the league. Mm-hmm. Cornerbacks have, like, <laughs> Howard's probably sure going to get mad at me. There's a reason cornerbacks are no longer wide receivers. <laughs> because they can't catch the yeah. ball a lot of the time. Yeah. And that is an epidemic around the league where corners just can't catch. It, it it's a thing. It's it's been it's been but, more prevalent yeah. this year probably than any other year that that they've been dropping balls. But, but again, yeah. it's like from year to year you see things different in players. I, I don't I don't think players are the same every year. I always tell people you know especially during my career, I said you can see a player getting older every year. You it, it's the only sport where you can like LeBron James plays a lifetime. You think like man he can still dunk like wow that's great. Brady plays but Brady isn't running anywhere. No one's hitting Brady, but everybody else, they got old. And they and they continue mm. to get old. Even young guys get old. And it's just, I don't know. I mean, so, like, I'm surprised that the, the, that the Bucks are playing as well as they're playing because they got the exact same team. Like, they should they should look a little tired. No, in fairness, their defense doesn't look nearly as good yeah. this year as did last year. And that's yeah. the same exact group, but they look a lot worse. Yeah, so that's. But they also came out. They're also coming off a Super Bowl victory, and you know what? If our Giants came off a Super Bowl victory, the defensive mishaps at this point would be. Uh, if we had the record Tampa Bay has, we'd be a little bit lenient on them. No, but Rick, for, Rick here's the thing: you're uh, acting. You're but, acting like their worst play is like a mental choice that they're making. That they're choosing not to play hard, or they're yeah. choosing not to go out there and say, "Oh, we're going to get a stop here." It's not like that's what's happening. Like they're they're putting the effort in. They're just not making the plays they need to make or playing as well. That and, happens. And, 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 a, and a lot of times, what happens is, is so you that you know that it, it's a, a chain reaction. And, and and I know Coach doesn't like like momentum. He does not. He does not like the word. <laughs> he, mo- doesn't. he doesn't like the word momentum at all. But if all of a sudden someone makes a play, then another guy will make a play, and another guy will make a play, and if all of a sudden. Something bad doesn't ha- something bad kind of happens. Then a couple bad things will happen, and you're like, "Oh, here we go again." And you got to con- you got to continuously work at not going. Here we go again. But it's okay to say, "Here we go again." If you just made a great play, oh, here we go again. We're on a roll. But when it, here we go again is negative, you don't want to hear it. So, like I said, that's momentum, whether coach likes it or not. And until you can get string a couple plays together, it's going to be like that. You got something else, Rick? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Real quick, the, the other thing is you guys talked about it yesterday about uh, put uh, our linebacking is, is is has not been good since he, which his name went down. Uh, our our main guy, uh, but who, you talked about giving a chance to was it Coughlin, Coughlin or who was it that Carter Coughlin? That we, yeah, give a chance. We're desperate, or you said it. Somebody said it was desperate. We need to possibly take advantage of of making some changes there because. That's an important position that's just been letting us down as well. And the pass rush, of course, 
and uh, that will be it. And you know what? I know you don't like talking about it, but us Giants fans are already thinking about it. We're going to have two top ten picks next year. Is it offensive linemen? Ooh, and Rick, passes? Rick, 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 time out. Bears are three and two, <laughs> <What>? bro. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but I I don't think they're gonna stay. They're they're gonna be. Yeah, no, I still think well. They have just them. beat the Raiders. Raiders are pretty yeah, good. Raiders. No, the Raiders. Yeah, no, they they had the whole mess up. I think their whole organization was screwed up last week for them to beat. Uh, they weren't ready to play. But the uh, I think it could be a, a three and a ten. And uh, you, I you don't have to talk about this, but it's I think lineman and pass rusher or linebacker. If we can get that. With what the offense we have, I don't want to look to next year. I think we could beat the Rams if we come out and yeah, intercept the ball or two. And so anyway, thank uh, you, Rick. Great talking to you guys, and uh, as usual, and let's see if we could turn it around or at least turn it a little bit towards the right direction this week. And hopefully, Daniel uh, can play, and uh, we'll see. All right, all right. Thank you, Rick. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate Thanks, the call, man. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Rick was. A- Rick was into it. Rick, Rick, Rick was in therapy there. Yeah, he, he was, was a little he was, bit. A little bit in therapy. And Howard and I were just leaning back and listening, mm-hmm. letting him go. <laughs> look, and guys, look, we feel you. We, we, we completely understand your frustration. You have to hear the conversations Howard and I have off the air during the radio broadcast. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what we're saying, but you no, should hear them. <laughs> can't, can't tell. No, we no. can't tell them, though. But they're entertaining. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Don't miss out on the return to Giants. Football, the 2021 season is underway. But there's still time to secure season tickets and root on your Giants at MetLife Stadium. To speak with the Giants ticket representative now and become a season ticket member, you can call 888-NYG-1925. Let's go to Antonio Manhattan. He's up next. Antonio, what's going on? Antonio going once. Antonio going twice. Hey, sorry. Hey. Sorry, That's uh, right. What's up? Good we're good, man. Doing very good. Um, doing very good. I think that one thing that we're not talking about, again, and I call it so I get every day, it's um, about, it's just, it's scheme again. And I can make a case for it on defense and on offense. Um, I'll start off with defense. You know, this year we're just playing too much man, and I don't think we have the personnel for that. And, and it just it's 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 confusing because if I'm seeing it as a fan, why are not the coaches seeing it as as the professionals? You know, because like for example, the CD Lamb touchdown, it was a third and eight, and the Giants are playing press man, and they're going to blitz. Yeah, they blitz like, and played press man. What's wrong with that? But why, why not just play? It's the third, third and eight. Why not just back up play zone? Why are you playing press man on a third and eight? Because you're trying to force an incomplete pass. So, so everybody so, in wait, that play wait, was wait. open. Yeah, like, wait. it wasn't even. And then and then on top of that, the safety, uh, Love, who I, I feel like should not be playing back safety. He is in the box. He's okay. But when it comes to deep, this guy is just—he's a bad safety. Antonio, and he got beat at the track there. And, and, and Antonio, real quick. First of all, mm-hmm. Bradbury's playing inside technique, and he's a single high safety. That's not the safety's right. job to get over there. Because no, even if he gets there, was, Bradbury's was, on the was, inside. Of, will you let me finish, please? Antonio, stop interrupting, please. Yeah. Let me talk. Number two. Guess how many teams play a lower rate of man-to-man defense than the Giants do? How many? I'm not sure. Four. The Giants play man-to-man defense 13.5% of the time. That's cover one. It's the fifth lowest rate in the league. How much less do you want them to play man-to-man defense? Never? less because they clearly get beat way more often on man than they do on zone. But Antonio, here's the problem. You went out there. You spent big Mm -hmm. money on James Bradbury. You spent big money on Adoree Jackson because you want them to play man-to-man defense. Why are you going out there and doing that if you're not going to let them play man-to-man? And remember, I don't know if you heard before, I keep telling you over and over again, no one's the same. You're in and you're out. Last year, Bradbury was like one of the top corners in the league. This year, like I said, whether it's technique, whether whatever it is, it's a little different. Did we lose Antonio? Yeah, we lost Antonio, him. call back. I'll, I'll, I'll happily put you back up. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to give you an idea here, I'm, I'm going to bring up the numbers. Mm-hmm. I said they played – I don't know. Do you want me to count cover zero in this mix? I can, I guess. Cover zero is a man-to-man coverage. I mean, it's man-to-man just with no safety. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it doesn't matter. See, the confusion is people think single high safety. You can play two-man. You can play play all sorts of man defense. Absolutely. So depending on what you want to count as man-to-man defense, I was just counting cover one Mm -hmm. in that percentage that I gave. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to count cover zero – 
Uh, they're at around, and the, if you want to count two men as well, looking at the numbers here very quickly, they're at around 23%, which is still one of the lower numbers in the league. Yeah. Last year, I'll give you that number right now, once it loads up here. Uh, last year, the Giants combined all those three things together. We're at... If my program would go faster, uh, there were 12.6 cover ones. So that's about 16%. And then that, they're about 21%, 21 and a half. So literally one and a half percent difference, which equates to one play every game and a half. Yeah. But, so it, but, but, but my, my point to Antonio though, and Antonio, I, I did not hang up on you. If you want to call back, I'll happily put you back on. They're basically doing the same thing scheme wise did last year. It's virtually identical. It's not any different. Anyway, go ahead, Howard. I was going to say that most of most of this whole idea of man and everything comes uh, when they're trying to get pressure on the quarterback also. Right. So it's not just if, – if, if you play zone the entire time, quarterbacks will like, okay, well, just throw the ball into the pockets that you leave open. That's what zones are. And you just have to rally to the ball. And the way we're tackling, I wouldn't suggest playing zone the entire time either. You just have to be able to get to your quarterback and you have to mix it up. You want to confuse guys. Certain quarterbacks, right. you can play um, man a little bit more with. Certain quarterbacks, you can you can't play zone against. Um, you're not gonna play zone against Brady. You're probably not gonna play zone a lot against Stafford because all they're gonna do is sit back there. Okay, hold right here. Ball's coming to you. You know who's gonna be open, and you can try to close the holes. But as soon as you step to the left, he'll throw the ball to the right because the guy <laughs> there's a hole on the right side. That's what zones do. Zones zones make pockets. If it's four deep, quarter, quarter, quarter. If it's two deep, if it's two man, whatever, whatever it is, there's always a pocket in the in the zone for you to catch the ball. And if you have crafty enough receivers that understand that, they'll run to the pocket and stop, and you throw them the ball. And Howard, you know how it goes. You know, generally speaking, on third down, unless it's like third and forever, teams are going to play man to man because if you play zone on third down, it's easier to find that hole and complete yeah. look because in zone defense right you're more the you're more likely to allow a completed pass but you want to keep everyone in front of you right yeah, to prevent the big game and man to man you might give up a bigger gain but you're trying to prevent that complete pass to get off the field on third down yeah. that's kind of the trade-off well, thir- after you go to third and eight that they you know so what you're trying to do in third and eight uh, defensively schematically you're trying to force a hot throw and you want the hot throw to be like a check down kind of roll. Right. You want it to be a quick, a quick out at five yards. You want it to be a slant at five yards. You, you want it to be a, a stop on the outside. If the guy goes deep, then you've run the wrong blitz. <laughs> so, because once he goes deep, then that means it takes longer for her, for the ball to get there. So you're thinking that you're going to hit the quarterback if he, right. if he goes deep. Well, and, and that throw deep was a pretty mm-hmm. quick throw. It's not yeah. like Prescott held it on that. And Bradbury actually made the point post-game. Yeah. He was asked about it, and he said, look, it's third and eight. I thought he was going to run a stop or an out at the sticks mm-hmm. to try to get the third down. That's what he was playing, yeah. which is what allowed Lamb yeah. to get behind them. Yeah, so you, you have to understand why teams are doing what they're doing. And, and if a guy keeps going – you just got to be prepared for it. The, the only other thing that happens in those situations is that guys play deeper than the first down and try to come up and make the play. But all you got to do is run up to the sticks and stop. Did we get Antonio back and then we lost him again? Did he drop? He did not call back. Okay. Yeah. Sorry that. about that, Antonio. No, if you want to call back, dude, I'll put you right back on. We, were, we, were just, we weren't trying to argue with you. We were just trying to have a conversation about what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. 201-939-4513. Let's go to uh, Tim in Charleston. You're up next on Big Blue Kickoff Live. What's going on? Hey, John, Howard, and my usual Wednesday off-day call over beer and a cigar. Love it. So, uh, you and golf Howard, course? first day, I just – no, no, I, no, I'm just outside an Irish pub. Well, um, <laughs> it's a heck so, of a Wednesday afternoon um, right there. <laughs> well, that's, it's, my, it's my weekday off because I work every Saturday. Oh, but anyway, Howard, yep. I just want to mention that uh, uh, the guy before Antonio, Richie or Rich or whatever his name was, He's not the only one. All us Giants fans are in therapy right now, and we've been <laughs> in therapy for too many years. Yeah. Okay, so I'll just say that. Now, I got a couple of little things, because one of the good things about calling Wednesday is it gives me time to calm down and try to look at some, try to find some optimistic points, some positives in, in the whole do. scenario. And and I've, I've got two. I've got two. And then I've got a couple other quick things. And the two optimistic ones are, one, 
We're only one game worse than Kansas City, and they were in the Super Bowl last year. So, hip, hurrah. Tim, that's a good right. one. That's I like a good that. one. Okay. I like right. that. That was good. All right. And, and, then, and then the second one is the way our defense is playing, we won't have to worry about anybody trying to hire Patrick Graham away from us next year. And I do like the guy. So, oh, okay. so there's that. All right. And then, by, and by the way, the, Tim, uh, that, that's why when people were calling last February – worrying about, hey, John, what's going to happen if someone comes in and swoops in and hires our coordinators? I'm like, guys, can we just worry about that if it's going to happen, please? Like, it's a long time yeah. between the end of the 2021 season and February 2020. So, that you know, that's why we shouldn't be having these, you know, strange hypothetical <laughs> conversations, you know, 12 months in advance. Anyway, go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> And and then and then one other thing, just I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit if my shoulder lets me in, and I I feel like I've graduated to like upperclassman caller now because somebody a couple of days ago actually referenced one of my calls from about a week before, <laughs> even though he did mostly misinterpret what I said, but still he he did at least reference it. Okay. Um, and then before I get to the question I have for you guys, the one comment I have, I am just so tired of. All of us, we're fans. Come on, guys. Let's stop saying, oh, it's the scheme. It's the scheme on offense. It's the scheme on defense. It's the sc- what, I mean, what, what do we know about scheme, really? I mean, we might know. We might think we know a little bit, but, but that's like, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And <laughs> talking about scheme, it, it, you know what? If you don't execute, it doesn't matter what your gosh darn scheme is. Execute, execute, execute. Well, make tackles. Tim, very, hit Tim. the holes. Make the blocks. Tim, this is, the, yeah. this is the joke I always make. Fans go through stages. And this is not just in all sports. I see this in, in the NBA and everything else. The first thing when things go bad, team fans try to blame is the coaching. Why? Because if you, they, in their heads, and I, it makes sense psychologically, they think, all right, everything's great. If we just make this one change, whether <laughs> it's at a coordinator spot or a coach, it's going to fix everything, all right? Then once that change gets made, they'll go, all right, well, it's not that. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the management. All right, th- then the general manager has to go, and then oh, that didn't work. Okay, well after that, then it's the best player's fault. So now the best player has right. to go because everyone's trying to find that silver bullet. Right? If we make that one change or, or one big move, that's what's going to solve people's problems. I mean, I, I look, I saw with the Knicks. Right? Everyone just tried to blame Patrick Ewing for everything. Yet Ewing leaves, and then they're the worst team in the NBA for literally 18 years. Okay, like literally yeah. 18 years. So this is this is how fans generally go with the Yankees right now. Everyone wants to fire Aaron Boone, right? It's yeah. all Aaron Boone's fault. He's the manager. You change the manager. Everything else is going to get better. So that's generally how fans like to go here. They try to find the coaching thing first, then they look at personnel, and then they say, "All right, it's got to be the best player's fault. He's not a quote unquote winner." Whatever the heck that means. I think they want to fire Cashman. They, well, they him too. They do. No, that's fair. That's fair too. So, I, I didn't mean Mr. Cashman. I didn't mean that. But uh, just, and 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 then and then I I guess it's sort of a question, and I, I guess this is me again being the cockeyed optimist again. Is like you know I the one thing it's Howard referenced earlier, and you both mentioned actually is you know two games no sacks. I mean, mm-hmm. who would have thunk it? I mean, you know, it's really, I was, and it doesn't mean we have the world beater offensive line, right? I think because we're still not running the ball well enough, but, but two games, no sacks, it means at least we're building towards something. And all these coaches we have seem to be having an impact. Um, and down the line, I still want to, so the, I have a question coming up. I, I still think, you know, we're off to a horrible start. We were off to a horrible start last year. We, we, we got it together around midseason. We shouldn't have had to wait this long this year, but I, 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 I don't want to be. I don't want to have the third pick in the draft. I don't want to have the fifth pick in the draft. I don't want to have the eighth pick in the draft. I don't want to go six and eleven. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I want the team to play well. They're my team. I want my team. I don't want want to suffer through watching horrible loss after horrible loss so we get a better draft pick. I want my team to play well, and I still think that we could. Go four and two in the NFC East. It might be a pipe dream, mm. but if we would just win the home games and we beat the Eagles on the road, we have the, we have an opportunity. We have a chance to do that. And so the question I have is, if this offensive line can, continues to pass block well and, and begins to evolve a little bit, at least in the running game, I mean, do you feel that there is a brighter 
side on the other side of, of the schedule? You know, um, do, how do you guys feel about it? I mean, do you feel like the Giants can – I'm not saying playoffs or anything like that. I'm not going to go crazy. But do you feel like the Giants have it in them to finish strong as we get healthier and to, to at least put a smile on our faces toward the end of the year? Thank and, you, Tim. And I'll take your answer off the Appreciate air. Appreciate the call, you. buddy. I, I will go with, with, you know, schedule. Schedule and no schedule. I'll go with it like this. I think that, you know, the Rams are going to be a tough game. I think – uh the Patriots, not the Patriots, the uh, Buccaneers. Wrong Tom Brady. Team. Yeah, yeah. Tom, the Buccaneers will, <laughs> yes. be a, will be a tough game. And then I think there are a bunch of winnable games. Well, Chiefs too. Chiefs in, at Kansas City is not no, that easy. I don't, I'm, I'm not. I'm off the bandwagon. You aren't afraid that by then the Chiefs going to start rolling again? I'm, I'm off the bandwagon. Ooh, okay. Spicy. When, when, I like when, it. When, when, when Patrick Mahomes starts talking about, I need to go reevaluate some things. Yeah, look, they've been turning the ball over a lot. Right, so when when that when that guy says I need to reevaluate some things, that's losing a little. Even though he's a very confident young man, it seems like he's losing a little bit of confidence in himself. Okay, and you know if they get it, hopefully they don't get it fixed before we see them. But <laughs> all right, they have know, two two weeks before that. Yeah, so right, right. So I, I think after that, you got a bunch of winnable games, and and you just do. And I, I don't think yeah. Pe- and after that, you have the Eagles winnable game, yeah. Miami winnable game, yeah. At Chargers, yeah, they're pretty good. So I got the Chargers. I got the Bills, right? Yeah, but then you close the year. Philly, Chicago, and Washington. Those yeah. are all winnable. I'm games. like, you got a bunch of winnable games in there. No question. You do, and it's and it's you got Carolina in there, right? Or something. Like yeah, that. Yeah. So, yeah. So with all Carolina's the, right after the Rams, and then yes. the Raiders are between the Chiefs and Bucks. Both Ra- at home. Raiders winnable game. Yeah, like, I agree. it's just a bunch of winnable games, and if if you can start just making a few more plays on defense, then I think there there's some opportunities. Look, when we went into, uh, and I'm saying we, but when the team went into New Orleans, I'm like winnable game, and and new, the new the New Orleans radio crew was like they're kind of giggling. I'm like, no guys, I'm like, you guys are struggling a little bit on offense, and you know you you've gone to basically running running the ball. Yep. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll give you 200 yards running. I said, I'll give you 200 if you don't throw the ball down the field. And they're like, well, that's an interesting way to look at it. I'm like, well, you know, that's kind of how I see it. And that's exactly how it went. Yeah, they're like, and Giants won. And and they should have won in Washington. And they should have won, you know, Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at near misses and then wins. Not a way that you want to have your season, but they can win the game. Like, nothing for nothing, they were neck and neck with Dallas. And they were losing guys left and right. Guys were falling all over the field. Now, in some ways, they were fortunate they were neck and neck at Dallas because Schultz dropped the ball in the end zone for a touchdown, and Prescott had the fumble at the six-yard line, too. That's football. No, that's football. Absolutely. Right? That's no football. They were neck and neck, right? Mm-hmm. If if if, uh, if if Jones doesn't get hurt. It was only a one-score game at halftime. It was 10-10 <laughs> uh, with two minutes to go in the mm-hmm. first half. There you go. I will say one thing about the protection. I know they didn't give up a sack against Dallas, mm-hmm. but I went back and I rewatched, especially the first half of that game, Every third down, Jones was running for his life. Yeah, but he was running, okay, and quickly. Yeah, he was running out of the pocket quicker. He yes. was he was trying to get out of the pocket quicker. Well, no, he was forced out of the pocket. Yeah, but he wasn't getting hit. Yeah, mm, close. Yeah, he, was, he was getting a little bit. Okay, All right. it, it was mostly the left side of the line. Scora and Solder had some issues over there with Randy Gregory, mm-hmm. who was all over the place for most of the game. Yep. I thought Matt Parrott was a bright spot. Yeah. I thought he did pretty well at right tackle. Yeah. I think it was good to see. We had the call last week say, put Parrot at a right tackle. It couldn't be worse. <laughs> and my answer was that, I'm not saying it would be, but everything could be worse. Yeah, <laughs> Just every, everything could be worse. It could be worse. But I, well, I thought Parrot did a really nice job yeah, at right tackle. So, so if, if the interception happens, right, yeah. or, or, or the second one when the ball goes right through the, the DB's hands. I looked at that. That wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't as close. Eh, it was not. It was not. It, it was wasn't. close. I thought it was out of reach. I okay. thought it was out of reach. All right. Well, if you if you go back and and get the interception then. Right. All right. So now it's ten ten going into it's ten ten at halftime. Maybe it's even thirteen ten. Maybe we score again. Right. Right. Yeah, so right. that that changes. Like I said, every game is like about four or five plays. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. We got ten minutes. We got three calls. Let's fill it up and wrap up the show with our guys on the line. Oh boy. Charlie in Portland, Maine is up next. Hi, Charlie. I, I've read your Twitter feed, so I know where you're going with this. I'll let you go first, and then I'll yell at you. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, Hi, look. Charlie. Wow, Charlie. That's hey, Howie. some introduction. <laughs> hey, uh, the thing is, is like I don't blame uh, 
the coaches and all that. I blame the announcers like you guys on these shows. Why? Why is it our fault, Charlie? Why is it our fault? The announcers jinx. You know, like, uh, he hasn't missed yeah. a free throw. Oh, and, and... <laughs> oh well, yeah. No, Paul, right. no, Paul Paul's fair. Everything. No, Paul's fair. Paul, Paul is the kiss of death. That's absolutely yeah, true. Paul, Paul, <laughs> that Paul, is true. Paul kills everybody. He, he, you know. Hey, look, the thing about Daniel Jones, <clears throat> he initiated that contact. He's the one to put his head down, try to go into two defenders, and you think Eli Manning would ever have done that? Well, remember, smart. though, Charlie, two weeks ago, he trucked Drady Jarrett he, on a two-point It doesn't version. matter. He, Eli he can't run lucky. that fast. <laughs> he was lucky. No, Charlie, okay. Charlie, look. Does wait, 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 Daniel wait, wait, Jones wait. maybe oh, have to do a better oh, job of protecting oh, himself? Everybody, maybe. Go ahead, Howard. Everybody please. hold on. Go ahead, Howard. The problem with the play is that once you put that on film, like the trucking of the player, now defenders automatically think, okay, when you're running as a quarterback, they don't lay into you. They never do. Well, now, but now they will. But once you run over someone and everybody cheers yeah. and yells, then the next guy goes like, oh, he ain't going down? Okay. And that he could be me, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> he will not be putting me on any poster running over me into the end zone. So that that part of the game, th- that's great and everything that that you're like that. But Daniel's a tough yeah. kid, so yeah. It, but I mean, he, that's the problem. He's got he's got to be a smart kid, yeah, not you know, tough. I'm tired of all this tough crap. Hey, about, hey, hold on for a second with the tough crap. Like when Tony okay. punched the dude in the game, yeah. everybody's like, "How yeah. horrible!" You know. When Carl Banks was playing, he was screaming, "How he can't do that!" I'm like, "Carl, you used to do that." Well, I'm like, "You're almost sixty now. You don't remember it the same way." I I <laughs> well, punch look, guys I during a- I punch guys during games. Who'd you punch? Which? I- how many? <laughs> <laughs> I punched Bill I mean, Romanowski I, I right have, now. Well, he, well, he deserved it. <laughs> no question about that. So, like, when you're saying I, I about toughness, that's what toughness is. Stuff. But that's what yeah, toughness is. Yeah, but the thing is, is you got to be smart, Carl. I mean, um, you, Howard, you, you, you got to be smart. You can wish for smartness, but would you like to have a bunch of smart guys on your team? Or do you yes, like to have a bunch of tough guys on your team? Everybody in the NFL is tough. Or nope. they'd be playing golf. Nope. It's true. Come on. Nope. Even 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 the punters nope. tough. Ask Jeff. Nope. They, they're tough. <laughs> nope. Nope. Charlie, I've been I'm I've been sorry. around a lot of guys here that I'm not sure I would class of Charlie. Absolutely look, not. There are players, <laughs> let me put it this way. I I I don't want to name names because That's not I'm, fair, I'm not gonna don't, do that. Don't I'm not, do not that. naming names. There are guys, for example, that I've seen in practice look like the best wide receiver ever. Then they get into a game. And there's a chance that guy's gonna start hitting them, and all of a sudden, don't look like the same guy. Wearing an Izod jersey. Yep. The one with the little short arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you know. But the thing is, mm-hmm. it, I think everybody is tough. Some people are tougher, exactly. But I want my coach to say, I want to be the smartest team on the field on Sundays, Thursdays, and Mondays. Well, Joe Judge That's has how said we're going to compete. That's how we're going to beat teams. Joe Not Judge tough. has said he wants to, Daniel to try to protect himself a little bit. Yeah, right? well, okay. And I, here's what your smart guys. But how come he isn't? He does, your your mean, smart guys he don't got make a tackles. Fifteen-yard penalty. For he started the helmet. He should have got a fifteen-yard penalty. Well, and the thing is, it's like. His decision making is horrible. It was a third down. It wasn't like minute, fourth hold, quarter, hold, hold one on, second to go to win the game. Oh, he was trying to score a touchdown. He was the player, I mean, and he was a play, NFC Player of the Week the week before. You, you got to, you know, you got to award a guy for being tough and wanting to get it done. You feel bad? No, I, I can't. Well, then, no, because then, he needs availability. What did Eli Manning said? The most important thing in my career was availability. Sure, I love how to you be able to here. be there every game. You, know, you, you have been trying to get rid of Daniel Jones since he got here. You he says he stinks all the time, and now you now you're freaking out because he might not play. Which one and, is it? And let me and let me also <laughs> no, and, I'm, I'm, and let me also tell you about Eli Manning, <laughs> right? And and <laughs> and this is the thing that. You know, most most we gotta go, Charlie. Thank most you. Giants fans don't know about. Eli had surgery almost every season. After every season, he played through all sorts of injuries and breaks and he, nicks. Yeah, and, and if he was a smart player, he would have told somebody he was hurt. He told Papa when we did the podcast <laughs> two weeks ago. He played a season on a ruptured plantar fascia. Like I'm like, 
they're, they're making out like Daniel Jones is like, dude, like Daniel's just not as durable as Eli is. Right, he's tough. Yeah, yeah so. Eli was like, and, and Daniel's like, Daniel's a monster. But, he's a big dude, man. He's but, a big kid. But Eli was like, I'm telling you, that, that old shucks look was hiding a lot of pain and a lot of breaks, and he just kept doing it. All right, let's go to Brandon in New Jersey. Got to squeeze these last two callers. And mm-hmm. Brandon, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, man? That call a couple of weeks ago you was referred to as me. And I've, been, <laughs> I've been told you, look, what do you have to lose? And look what he did. He went out there and had a, a good game. Now, Brandon, I will Nate, say this. What Nate, Dallas was doing, they were, they were they were really trying to target the left side of that line with a lot of twists and stunts more so than the right side. But with, with that being said, Pear did why? what he had to do, and, and, and he did a nice job. Sure, that's right. But why? Because Nate Soldier was over there, and everybody know that man is a disaster. Well, it was I in hope, fairness. Yes, Soldier. Soldier did not play well. He had a rough he day. A he had a rough day. He was bad. Look, Brandon, I'm not going to argue he, with he, you, but score was he bad was too. A it was both of them. out there. At, at one time, Randy Gregory threw him on the ground like he was nothing. Like that. Like that can't happen to the old line like that. And I hope and pray Andrew Thomas can play on. On, on Sunday, well, so do we. and listen to Joe Judge. He he's not ruling out Daniel Jones because I've seen Teddy Bridgewater. He came back and played the next week. I don't know how severe the concussion was with Daniel, but I hope and pray he could play as well because we ain't gonna have a shot at all in this game. And uh, uh, two things I want to refer: a huh. Shep Good and um, Daniel Slayton. They they should be good to Shepherd, play this week. Right? Shepard sounded extremely optimistic today. I think he's gonna be good. I do not have a good feel for Slayton yet, Brandon. I'll know more tomorrow. Well, I would say this. Uh, the defensive line, I feel like what was hindering, uh, it's like the Linva Joseph effect. We shouldn't have never got rid of Dame, uh, what was the guy Dalvin name? Thomas. Dalvin Thomas. The same mistake we did with Linva Joseph. And look what happened to our inside of our defense after we lost him. It's the same thing that's happening now. So in the draft, we're going to have to get a true nose tackle. With those first two picks, I'm going all defense because we need a true nose tackle and we need another edge rusher. Well, Brandon, in fairness, if you, want, if you want a good nose tackle, you don't have to use a first-round pick to find a good nose tackle. You can find a nose tackle on day two. You can. Well, you can, but I don't feel as though that the offensive line is bad as what people was making it out to be. Yeah, we have a lot of injuries there, but a lot of people coming back. So all we may have to do it's probably get a true center. And I feel as though we already have our right tackle. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. I, I've been saying put Pert out there. How can you fully evaluate somebody if you're not playing him without in, in the season? Well, look, Brandon, he, here's he, the thing. Pert played well, and now I bet my, I bet force, now that he played well, that he's going to earn his way onto the field for more snaps. So by the end of the year, we should know exactly what we have in that Pert. Absolutely. I'm with you on I that. wouldn't even take I wouldn't take him back out at the right time. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare put Nate Soldier back out there at right tackle after that man just had the game that he just had. It's no way. And we just got to make sure that Andrew Thomas is good to go. And I feel like we have our two bookend tackles. All we have to do is work on maybe getting another center because we don't know how healthy um, – how, health, how healthy uh, – Gates. Gates is when he comes back. So I think – I think being the fact that we lost Dalvin Thomason is, is a ripple effect of why we're not getting the pass rush and, and scheming up the way that we was last year because they was playing more so off each other on that defensive line to help get the pass rush. That's what's making James Bradbury so vulnerable back there because they was getting back there last year. They're not getting there now. And now being the fact that we don't have a lack of a pass rush or scheming up one, it's exposing the secondary uh, to the point where they're not covering long enough. Last year, that's why Bradbury had the year that he had because of the defensive line. We're not taking that in fact. We're just thinking that he's playing bad, but it's a ripple effect of being the fact that maybe Dalvin Thomas is not dead. Leonard Williams don't know how to play off of Austin Johnson as he should, as he was doing with Dalvin Thomas. It takes a season. It's going to I don't know what's going on up front right now, but it, that pass rush is, is is very suspect, and we need to get a true pass rusher and a true nose tackle out of the drive. Shelton is not getting it done. And Thank no you, Austin Johnson. All right, we got to right. run, pal. Appreciate the call, man. Good stuff. Howard, you want the response? I, I, 
you'd have to look at the stats. How, aren't we kind of close to where we were in sacks at the same time this year and last year? Uh, sacks about the same. Uh, yeah. Pressure rate. Right now in terms of pressure percentage, so number of pressures yeah. per pass attempt, we're fourth worst in the league at 29%. Yeah, so so I, I think mostly uh, when you think about Dalvin Thompson leaving and, and, and Limbaugh Joseph, you can only pay one of the two guys usually. You know, if you if, if both guys would take a discount, you could pay them both, but then no nobody does that. So you know, unfortunately, he's he's right and he's wrong uh, in some some aspects. But I think you know the guys will get better up front as they go. But you can't pay both guys. You had to pick one of those two guys to pay. So our pressure rate it's two percent different from last year. It was thirty one percent and twenty nine percent. So two percent mm-hmm. lower this year. Not a big deal. Sack rate. I'm looking at that now. Last mm-hmm. year. It was at 6.4%, so you get a sack on 6.4% of opponent pass plays. Mm -hmm. This year, it's at 4%, so that's like a 2.5% drop. That's fairly significant, going from 6 to 4. So I think the difference for me with the Giants' defense is twofold, all right? Mm -hmm. One, the one thing they were really good at last year, Howard, this defense did not allow big plays. Mm -hmm. They didn't allow anything over the top, right? And we've Mm -hmm. seen too many plays over the top this year early. Mm -hmm. I think that's one. Uh, Two, obviously, you're not stopping the run as well. Tackling, to your mm-hmm. point, number two. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, and I guess this kind of wraps both together a little bit. You know, last year the Giants kind of took that approach where, you know, death by a thousand cuts. We'll let guys throw some short passes. Mm-hmm. We'll let them drive. But we're going to either, you know, get that stop on third down or we're going to get that negative play like a sack or something like that to put them at a bad down and distance, force mm-hmm. a punt. They're not getting those either big stops on third downs or making those big negative plays on first or second down to put teams in those, you know, third and 12s, third and nines, things like that. So that's why I think the defense, in addition to giving up too many big plays, is just not getting off the field like they were last year. I think it's uh, exactly the tackling. I think that's mo- I think it's more than anything else. That's well, by the way, and if you can't tackle, it's hard to get negative plays, right? Yeah, so like, <laughs> you know, the first down is usually, uh, after first down is second and, second and four a lot. You got you to gotta stop them. It's got to be second and eight. It's got to be second and nine. It's got to be second and ten. If it's more than second and ten, you did a great job. But I think that's mostly what, what's happening. You got you got to figure out the tackling. You got you got to get more guys rallying to the ball, bringing their feet so they can yep. get closer and stop them. Uh, death by a thousand paper cuts. Yes, you should keep guys in front of you. They they did a lot of that last year. But you know it's going to have to be a couple guys that are going to bring some pressure. Yep. Like you know, and and if we have a guy that can get there a little bit, but he he's on the pitch count. So, you know, you got to make figure out how to get him a little healthier, and, and, and can you keep him in the game a lot more? You got to have, you know, we were expecting a lot more out of Lorenzo Carter this year. Yep. You know, we 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 he looked unblockable during the preseason and stuff. Like this guy's gonna be, he's gonna bring it on, and you know, maybe he's you know feeling a little bit of his injury. Probably we don't know. No one talks about it. Um, Leonard hasn't made as many plays in the past Leonard game. Leonard hasn't made. Well, he's he's trying, but like you said, he's he needs a he needs somebody comparable sure. that's up there with him. I'm looking for you know uh, the big man in the middle, number ninety seven. Now, I mean, I'm looking for him. I, he had a couple pressures in the game against yeah. Dallas. There was one play where he pushed. I think it was actually Zach Martin. Yeah. back in the Dak's lap, and if he hadn't done that. They were literally Howard, two Cowboys running downfield. Yeah. There could have been touchdowns, dude. Yeah. So, I watched that play the other day, and it forced you know Dak to scramble yeah. out. He didn't make, and he ended up. Yeah. That was the play where he checked down down yeah. to Zeke, and Absolutely. Zeke made the jump to catch on the sideline. He had Ceedee Lamb and Amari Cooper down the field on that. Mm-hmm. One guy running that like deep flag route, that yep. drag route across the field. The other guy was running a. I think post. it was a deep post, yeah. and it was like, ooh, deep that could have been post. a problem if yeah. Dexter didn't get that pressure. So De- so Dexter needs to, if he can, bring up a lot more of his Yeah, he, do he, that more. Yeah, gets, if he gets his heat up, heated up a little bit, then it could then it could be really a big play. But we got to see. I mean, yeah. we got to see. I'm with you. All right, Mike in Oakland will wrap us up. Mike, I'm sorry, we're already over. If you can kind of keep this to like 60 or 90 seconds, that would be fantastic, man. What's going on? Yeah, I'll try to be quick. Um, Thank you. I want to talk about offensive line depth, but two quick comments. Patrick Ewing, John, still my favorite player of all time, dragged the Knicks to the playoffs on his back for a decade. (laughs) Number two, Charlie says everybody's tough. I guess he doesn't remember Larry Donald literally dodging a linebacker in the hole on our seven-yard line just to block the safety. So, I don't know. (laughs) I don't remember Um, that play, but okay. I believe you. Oh, man, I sure do. Um, So, just quick about the offensive line. Like, it seems to me that maybe we're finally – no, I'm, yeah. I'm just very impressed by the Larry Donnell reference. That's, That's it. Hilarious. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, you know, I finally looks to me like maybe we've stumbled into some debt, so I'll just try to be real quick about yeah, it. Andrew Thomas, 
looks like a pro bowler. Matt Pert was dealing with injuries at the start of the year, put him in, played well against the Cowboys, so I agree with the last caller. Maybe we got our bookends. Um, Will Hernandez has played well. Shane Lemieux, he's going to be back with that injury. Nick Gates, hopefully he's going to be back. And, you know, that was the line we expected to have, and, you know, hopefully they'll be back. But, but in terms of depth and competition, now we got Billy Price on the roster. He looks like he's actually playing pretty well. He's been okay. I thought Yeah, and, and that's real depth and competition when Nick Gates comes back. And so we've been, we've been looking for that. Maybe we have it, right? Um, you know, as far as the other guards, I'm not so sure. Uh, ben Bredesen, I think he's got some talent, was drafted pretty high. And, you know, he's injured, but he looked okay. Skura, I thought he played well in New Orleans. I guess he wasn't so great um, against the Cowboys. And I know nothing about Wes Martin. But, you know, these guys are all on the roster. They're going to get playing time this year. Maybe finally we've got not only a, start, a quality starting offensive line, but maybe some depth. I'd love to hear what you think about that. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate the call, man. Good stuff. Howard, go ahead. Yeah, I think he's, he's right. You know, when you list all those guys, I think you got some depth. I think what's going to happen also, a lot of those guys are really young, playing through their rookie contracts. So that, that keeps them around a lot longer. So if they do perform at a um, – at a high level or even above average level, you could have your your starting line for like the next five years. Um, so without 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 a lot of changes, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm just checking. I'm trying to remember what Billy Price's contract is. I think this might be the last year of his deal. Let me see. He was drafted. Uh, yeah, this is actually the last year of Price's deal. Yeah, and it's the last year of Will Hernandez's deal. So those are two guys that will be free agents at the end of the season. Uh, Lemieux will be back, obviously. Mm-hmm. Nick Gates was signed to extension. He'll be back. Paired and Thomas. And mm-hmm. I, by the way, I agree with Brandon in this call. I think the way Paired played, mm-hmm. I think you had to give him another shot out there and yeah. see how he does it in, you know, for another couple games. Yeah. Now, if he plays right tackle this week, he gets Leonard Floyd all game. So that'll be a nice little test and matchup for him. Because Leonard <laughs> Floyd lines up on the left end. So, yeah, so anyway. it, it'll be interesting. Howard, good stuff, my friend. Always. Good stuff from the calls. We appreciate you being part of the show. For Howard Cross, I'm John Schmelk. Thanks for being with us for another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live. We'll see you tomorrow at 1230 as we continue to get ready for the Giants and Rams.